Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast. We are the Low Budget Bitches. And on today's episode, we will be discussing RuPaul's Drag Race, our discussions for season 13, episode eight. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just turned 25, quarter of a century. Yes. Happy birthday. Did you have a fun quarantine birthday? (laughs) I know. My first quarantine birthday. Who would have thought? But I had a lot of fun. We were able to watch um, the Bitch Sesh live show and it was hilarious. It was so, 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 so good. I'm probably going to try to rewatch again today because i think like the 48 hours is up today but it was such a good show i highly recommend anyone else who's obsessed with housewives or any kind of bravo tv shows to uh either listen to bench sesh on podcasts or uh, go to their live shows which was fantastic definitely party okay so um shall we get into this episode yes let's Okay, so um, this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, this is also, by the way, just a U.S. episode that we're talking about. Um, so it was the social media rusical, unverified rusical. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot happened this episode. This episode, again, it was another emotional one for me. I cried um, by the end of it. But yeah, let's just kind of go through the episode and talk a little bit more about it. Um, okay, so I guess let's kind of start. There was no mini challenge this week. Yeah. Um, thank God. I hate mini challenges. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be the only one that like sometimes fast forwards to them. Yeah. Cause yeah. They're always just a little like too campy for me. Um, and I'm always just like, this is not really funny. This is kind of like cheap comedy, but you know, it is what it is. I know. And like, do we really need to sit through a mini challenge just to find out who's going to be the team leader. I know. And it kind of like, it sucks, right? Cause it's like, you want to do well in the mini challenge, but then also like if you win the mini challenge and you end up as a team captain and shit goes like left, you're to blame. Exactly. So it's like, if there are mini challenges, you just have to do a mediocre job. Basically. Basically. So let's kind of fast forward into um, they're reading the entire script and basically there's no leaders. So they just all uh-huh. have to fend for themselves and just pick a role that works best for them. Um, so we did see a little bit of tension between Miss Utica, Miss Denali and Miss Rosé. What did you think of oh, this yeah. little uh, tension? I thought it was hilarious. I loved watching it. The way that Denali was so pissed, it was just so funny to me. And that everybody was kind of like stomping all over her because they didn't get the parts beforehand and like they hadn't like won any challenges. So they were like, no, I'm going to stand my ground. But it's like Denali was also trying to do that. I just thought it was, it was kind of just delicious to watch. I love the drama. Yeah, I feel like we got to a point in this episode where, like, in this season so far, actually, um, you know, a lot of queens have just, like, kind of let other queens take whatever was available. And I feel like there's a lot of, like, compared to other seasons, this is a very friendly and close-knit group of people, you know, because they're also, like, this is just their bubble um, for quarantining. But I feel like this episode was a time where queens were just like, no, I'm not giving away something that I want. I'm going to fight for it. And we saw Utica do that. Utica wanted to be, I think her name was Lady Tweed or something. And Uh she was just like, I'm not giving this up. Like Denali, no, ma'am, you might want it, but it's mine. 
Exactly. And then that little audition thing between Rose and Denali, that was, that was kind of awkward because it was like, Rose did such a good job. And to follow up on that, like it was, it was difficult. But it was so funny because it's like, they were just like, okay, uh, let's make them audition. And they were like, okay, who's going to go first? And Rose was like, well, I'll go first because that's something Foxy would do. And she kept repeating that. I know, that was so (laughs) funny. And I mean, like, just then and there, before she even started her audition, I was just like, yeah, I think y'all are just going to give it to her and she deserves it. She did. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we ended up seeing that uh, Rose got the part of Foxy and then Denali had to take one of those Russian ones. Yep. um, Which... I mean, we'll get more into it, but I thought she did pretty well. So um, let's kind of talk about them rehearsing and figuring stuff out. Um, who were some standouts for you and who were some like, oh, shit, like you're going to be in the bottom? I mean, I really hate these rehearsals because I feel like they don't show us enough. Yeah. Because down the line in the episode they reference like other things like, oh, this was so good. This was so easy or blah, blah, blah. And it's like we saw you struggling in the rehearsal so it's like what happened between the rehearsal and like the final performance so i don't like watching the rehearsals because obviously they only show like the bad parts or like the really good parts um miss simone miss simone love her but she was a real struggle bus during that rehearsal and i mean the standouts were kind of obvious because it was like a singing and dancing challenge and we have queens that are so um i guess passionate they're just like i'm a dancing queen i'm a singer so we obviously knew they were gonna do well yeah for me there was some standouts so number one obviously rose did a fantastic mm-hmm. job in all of the rehearsals um i would say denali also did a pretty good job in the rehearsals even though she was like doubting herself or didn't want to be in that character um she did a phenomenal job because she's a dancer as well there were two like I personally thought that, like, from the rehearsal-wise, like, I thought Candy Muse and Tina Burner were possibly going to be in the top for this competition or for, for this uh, episode. Not not Candy. I thought Candy would have been maybe safe, but I thought Tina Burner maybe might be in the top. Um, I mean, I didn't want that to happen because I'm not a Tina Burner fan, and I want her to go home low-key. But, um, yeah, and then also the funny thing was Utica was just like, I'm going to take this role, and everybody better watch out. And then we get to like the the recording session and she's not doing a great job. And I'm like, oh no. I know. I also thought Got Mick wasn't going to do so hot because in the dancing portion, um, she was also struggling to like memorize the moves. Yeah. But, you know, hey, she did okay. Yeah. And I believe I could be wrong, but like I, I think through other like drag race sort of podcasts from other queens, um, like they do get to like rehearse for a really long time on that yeah, stage. So like I, I don't know exactly how long. I, I wish they would like just be like very transparent on the episodes and like let us know, like, know. oh, and the queens did get this much time. Um, and I would love to like see like also like backstage footage somehow because like I would love to see like how they worked together later on. But I guess that won't be possible to fit in one hour. <laughs> I know. I wish they would do um, like selfie cams, give the queen some selfie cams, and they can film themselves rehearsing. Oh, that's a cute idea. Let's email yeah. each one. <laughs> um, Mr. RuPaul Charles will be CC'd. Yes. So let's get into the actual performance. Um, again, now, um, who were some of your tops and who were your, some of your bottoms in this performance? The top was definitely... 
Rose and got Mick actually. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Rose did a fantastic job. And then got Mick, I think that what she does best is her facial expressions. Like she's really yeah. good at like, you know, you think that she's going to be somebody who's just going to be the look queen, but she's not afraid to look messy and off. And I think that's where like it really helps her shine. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Miss uh, Candy Muse? Oh my god, that outfit, it looked like the um, executive look from the bag ball. And then that sad little ponytail. And then she decided to rip her hair tie out. And then it was just like, nada. Like, it was not anything. Yeah. So that was sad. I get what she was going for. She was going for that, like, womanizer kind of look from Britney Spears' music video. Um, Oh, true. But it just, it didn't, like come through properly and i wish yeah. like she did something like possible like with her top i don't know if like because she what what social media app was she supposed to be like linkedin yeah oh okay because i was a little confused about this because i was just like she was talking about resumes and then she was like getting sexy and down and i was just like what like i don't i don't get it so i feel like <laughs> if she wanted to do it like she should have either like full-on gone like way more sexy or she should have been like super duper professional and gone that route rather than kind of being Mm -hmm. in between. True. I wonder if these looks for this uh, Rizgal were given to them or were they, like, allowed to do whatever? Because, like, Simone's outfit was disgusting. And I was just like, I feel like Simone wouldn't, like, wear this if it wasn't up to her. Yeah, I don't think she would have chosen that wig. Like, that thing was from Party City, right out of the package. And even, like, the sunglasses, too, I was just, like, it kind of, like, if, even though she was wearing a really custy wig, I feel like if she had, like, a really, like, nice, like, eye look or something or, like, a really nice makeup, then it would have maybe, like, taken away from, like, the wig being so bad. But because she put sunglasses on, it kind of felt like she didn't even, like, do her face, you know what I mean? Like, it just felt like she just put that on, put on, like, a crusty wig and just went out there. And I was very sad about that. Also, Utica, she looks like a flight attendant. She's supposed to be Twitter. I mean, I guess it works because birds, planes, flying. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a no for me. Yeah, I, I didn't like her performance or her look too much either. Um, what did you think of uh, Miss Elliot with two T's, her little uh, Billie Eilish sort of moment? It was weird. It was weird that hair with this whole outfit like i understand she's trying to like gen z it but this is this is real off the mark yeah the outfit again i'm just wondering whether they were allowed to pick these outfits or not because this outfit was very interesting it wasn't gen z at all why wouldn't they be allowed to pick these outfits like why would the producers tell them you have to wear this look I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe they were just, like, gave, given costumes, you know, because it is, like, a rusical. So, like, maybe, like, costumes were included in that part. Um, also, just to kind of go off of, like, everyone's, like, social media and try to give them a look. But I don't know. Because some of these outfit choices, I were just, like, I feel like this person wouldn't, like, wear this. Like, Simone, again, like, going back to her, like, I feel like she wouldn't, like, wear that unless, like, she was forced to. No, I think these queens made these choices. 
Okay, then. <laughs> All righty, then. Okay, so let's move on to the runways, then. Okay. We are, like, breezing through this episode today. I know. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, though, like, this musical was, like, I watched maybe, like, 80% of it. And then I got to a point where I was just like, no, I'm over it. Same. Oh, my God. Once, like, everybody's individual parts were finished and same, they still exactly kept going, yeah. I fast forward. I was like, I'm not watching anymore. This is so boring. Yeah, I, I was just like, no, I'm over it. And then also, like, there was a point where, like, it kind of, like... I felt that it was going to end the performance because yeah. I was like, because I was like doing like, you know, like every 30 seconds, like fast forwarding. Uh-huh. Um, and then like, I think like Tina Burner, like her character like dies. And oh, then like yeah. they start singing again. Like everyone starts singing. And I was just like, oh Lord, no thanks. I know. I was like, this is over. This is done. Yeah. I didn't like this musical just overall. Like it wasn't, Same. it wasn't catchy. It wasn't entertaining. It was just not good. It just felt like the, put together this challenge just for the sake of it not great yeah i hate musicals honestly i hate all the musical numbers mostly from rupaul's drag race the only ones that i like um are when it's like the last four people and they do one of those like oh the music video challenges music well, video like, challenges yeah yeah, yeah. But the otherwise... music video challenges i love i absolutely am so happy that they put that into like a norm for drag race finales because like that is like my favorite everything to watch um but the only two musicals that i actually really like kind of enjoyed were in season nine the kardashian musical um, <laughs> and then yeah and then in all stars three when they did one of the vh1 divas like oh. where like all of them play like a different like pop star diva like i thought that that was actually really good um but yeah other than that i don't like any other ones Mm-hmm. yeah so okay so let's kind of discuss the looks on the runway and then we'll talk about the critiques because there were some interesting things that i didn't realize and it kind of went the other direction mm-hmm. um so let's first talk about tina burner what did you think of this taxi look i mean i feel like it was pretty um standard for drag queen in terms of like the look you know body contrast and it's campy with the train so I thought this one was less um, sore to my eyes compared to her other <laughs> runways. Yeah, this so, is like probably her best look on the runway, yeah. but that doesn't mean much because like this right. is still not a good look. Yeah, it's like top of the bottom of the barrel. I was really surprised that she even did like black hair because I thought that she was right? possibly going to do yellow hair because this is a theme and it kind of falls within her aesthetic. So I'm just like, girl, Miss Thing, like if any time was the time to do your weird colored hair, this was exactly. the time. Exactly. When I heard that the um, theme was yellow gorgeous, I was like, I swear to God, if Tina Burner comes in with orange or red, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, same. I the look was like meh. Like obviously like it wasn't the best and it wasn't the worst in my opinion, but like I just uh-huh. I didn't I didn't like the the lights on the tits. I, I don't know. For me, like that was kind of just like Ugh, Tina, can you just put on like a nice ensemble for like one minute? Like just a nice gown. <laughs> I know. You know? Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Miss Olivia Lux. I thought this was beautiful. I liked it, but I thought the um, poofs on her arms, they look like the trees from Whoville. 
Oh, that's an interesting observation. <laughs> I thought that this look was, it reminded me of Kendall and Kylie's uh, Met uh, Gala look in what oh, like, yeah. I think, I don't remember what year, but the camp theme, uh, yeah, except yeah. like she didn't do like the same color hair. She did decided to do like a black, which was very nice. Um, yeah. Did you watch Untucked? No. Okay, so in Untucked, she shows that this dress has a reveal. Um, <gasps> and she wanted to, she obviously like only had that ready for if she had to do a lip sync. And basically, um, it, it just it just basically becomes like a bodysuit, which oh. is like standard. But because like there are like details and like the fringe and stuff, like when she takes it off, like more details like are apparent. And so it okay. actually was very beautiful. So if she had to lip sync, she would have like killed it. Huh, Okay. Yeah, maybe you should start watching Untucked. Because <laughs> I'm going to talk about more Untucked things. <laughs> okay. Um, it's fine for next time. Okay, so let's talk about Miss Simone um, in this cute little um, yellow look with the kind of like a fire truck man outfit, but with fur. Mm-hmm. And without the overalls. shirt. Yeah. This look, um, I don't know why, it just it re- reminded me of Maggie Noodles. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, <laughs> like, okay, if anyone has ever had Maggie, it's, like, the yellow packaging and stuff. But then also, like, her hair kind of, like, resemble like, the instant noodles. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, though. I love Maggie Noodles, and I love Simone. So, I mean, nothing to hate here. <laughs> this look was uh, just okay for me. Yeah, but you know what? The thing that I will say about Simone is that, like, I just love that she, like, incorporates her skin and just, like, that creaminess, like, into all of her looks. Because it's, like, the clothes are never wearing her. She's wearing the clothes. Whereas with Mm -hmm. other queens, you do see that the clothes are kind of, like, overpowering who they are and, like, their bodies and stuff. So I I, I appreciate that Simone is showing us skin every single time. Okay, so let's move on to Miss Utica um, with this what like 1960s look yeah something like colonial look (laughs) yeah Um, what did you think of it not the biggest fan it just looks very uh i don't know what the word is dusty yeah yeah basically very dowdy yeah, I mean, I didn't. I think those like patterns that were on the bottom of her, like on her yeah. skirt, like just kind of like threw me off. I wish right, it was like different. Away. Yeah, I, if it was like different, like different plaid colors of yellow, True. I feel like that maybe would have made it look a little bit better. But it was just like meh. Yeah, me. she looks like uh, she's on the way to churn some butter. Yeah, and then also, like, the hair for me, like, those things that she had on the side of her Uh head, I feel like they were just a little bit of a different shade of blonde, so it kind of, like, threw it off for me. Yeah, so, like, you could tell that, like, she stuck those onto the wig. And I mean, like, for me, it's, like, I think I'm just, like, spoiled to, like, when Trixie Mattel layers her wigs. Like, I feel like she does it, like, the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know other queens do it as well, but I feel like Trixie, because she has like blonde hair, she does it really well. And you can never tell. I mean, you obviously know that it's like attachments and stuff, but it, it, it's seamless. So I wish that was more seamless for Utica. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to Miss Candy Muse, who did um, uh, Beyonce inspired look. What did you think of this? I really like this. 
I really like uh, Candy Muse's uh, fashions now. She's clearly stepped it up, it seems. And, you know, this is kind of simple, but I just like the impact of it. I agree with you. You know, I, I don't know if I've already mentioned this in like the last podcast, but at the beginning, I was like not so much of a candy fan and I was scared that she was going to have the same silky effect on the season where she was mm-hmm. going to kind of tarnish the season. But I'm really starting to like candy music. I love her. And this was a cute look. I liked it. I mean, the only thing is that the fringe was very like it kind of took away her shape, but at the same time, like the look overall was beautiful. So it was yeah. nice. Okay, let's move on to Miss Elliot with two T's with another taxi look. I know. <laughs> what did but you think? I like hers better than Tina's. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, I would say so too. I think the thing about like Elliot is just that. I don't know what it is. Just nothing looks good on her. <laughs> like, like, wow. Like, I don't know. I mean, last week she did have a very nice dress with like the, the beaded, the beaded episode. Um, but yeah, this to me it was just like meh. You know, but it was definitely really? better than Tina's. Yeah, I mean, hers just looked more polished than Tina's. Tina's just looked like it could have used some more, like details. So. I, I think that what made what would have made this look look amazing to me is if the the pants and the sh- like if it was like a boot pant combo and if it was all connected and it was all yellow I feel like that would have maybe kind of elevated it because like mm-hmm. the, the white shoe kind of takes away from it yeah like cuts her off yeah okay so let's move on to Miss Rose with this uh, Jim Carrey the mask inspired outfit. And makeup. I thought this was funny. I actually like the campiness of this. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, compared to like everything that we've seen from Rose so far, I think that this was nice. It was kind of like pop out. I didn't even realize that like it was more on the orange side until Michelle Visage said it. I know, yeah. I was like, what is Michelle seeing? And like when you look at them all together, her yellow is like a bit darker. Yeah. But I was a fan. I think that it, it's it's always cool whenever like queens go outside the box with their makeup especially too to like do yeah. something like really like extravagant and i like that she committed to the look i mean when she first came out and i saw a green face i was like triggered Say, by um what's her name <laughs> no <laughs> no the other queen when um they did the roast of michelle visage what was her name i don't remember I want to say Alexis Mateo, but that's not right. Oh, yeah. I think it is Alexis Mateo. No, 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 no. no not Alexis Mateo. Alexis something else. Michelle? Alexis Michelle, yeah. Yeah, when she did that, and she just painted herself green, and they were like, why are you green? Yeah, that was a little random. I think that this works. Also, the thing is, yeah. like, when anyone, like, paints their body or, like, their face a different color, like, you have to, like, commit. So, like they usually do their entire thing, but like this worked out because this was a specific reference and it was right. good because like whenever we've seen it on people's like arms or things like that, you can see like it ends up being blotchy over time. Like um, referencing to uh, Reggie Rochu when Alaska was blue, like that blue oh is like not one tone, one shade. Cause you could tell that it was like kind of like going all over the place. But yeah, this looked amazing. 
Alrighty. Um, okay, so Miss Denali is channeling her Britney Spears snake fantasy. Um, what did you think of this? I thought the headpiece was obviously the focus, um, but I do think that the the bodysuit and then, like, I guess the scarf arm detail, mm-hmm. it was just lacking. Yeah, I agree with you. It was there was nothing special to it, and I kind of wish she went like a different route. Like, I feel like she could have either done something like very simple, like a very like skimpy little like outfit, like something latexy, or she could have had like a giant snake also like wrapped around her. I don't know, but I agree with you. It kind of just looked like she constructed that like in the workroom. Yeah, like she put all the focus on the headpiece and was just like, okay, I'm going to throw this bodysuit on. So kind of like rewinding to the beginning of the episode where um, they came back from the last elimination and Denali was kind of talking about how disappointed she was. So it does seem like last week's look was probably like the best look she brought to this competition. And so it's, I'm kind of afraid for her because I'm kind of like thinking like, I feel like this season is just not going to be for her if her looks just aren't there. Yeah, she said that this was the best outfit she had and it was her favorite outfit. And I'm just like, ooh. And she also said this was the best look on the runway. And I was like, ooh, I don't think so. So Denali is a bit delusional in that sense. I mean, we know that she's like a performing for performing queen. Sorry, I'm like stuttering. Um, so I feel like she's just not a look queen and it's just not working out for her in that department. So, but I do know for a fact, if she ends up on All Stars, I know she would kill it. Cause I feel like she okay. would have the money to like have like looks by that point. Um, and I feel like we often see that queens who are performing queens on regular seasons, when they come onto All Stars, they like kill it because they finally have the money to be able to afford like really fantastic designs, but and they're also like really talented. So I feel like she'll do well in an All Stars season, just not this season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what'd you think of Got Mixed Luck? I mean. <sighs> I don't know. It's creative and I understand, but um, I just don't like the look of it. I just, I don't know. Yeah. The thing with this is like this look and also kind of like Elliot's look this episode as well, all reminded me of that um, challenge or runway with Denali when she did that like latex look as well. I forget what what the category was, but it wasn't a great look. Uh, (laughs) Denali did, like, one of those, like, latex looks, and, like, she had, like, no wig on as well, and then she was, like, you know, like, running down the thing, and people critiqued her for, like, you know, that look. Part of the bag ball. Yeah, because she did, she was a crash dummy, and which is what Got Mick is. Yeah, so that's what it, like, reminded me of, and I was just, like, it's all right. Um, When... Gottmik was mentioning that, like, her entire body is covered. It's, like, all one piece. That is kind of impressive, and I admit that's probably, like, really hard to, like, get into and also, like, wear for a long time, but it it didn't wow me. Yeah, I just don't like the look. You know, I'm not a fan. Like, I, I can understand, like, the judges being like, oh, wow, this is so, like, creative, blah, 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 and, like, yeah, but I just don't like looking at her. She looks terrifying. 
Yeah, I don't understand like her makeup as well. She looks like a Joker. I feel like she could have gone like a really creative route and done something like weird shapes or designs with like yellow and black instead to kind of like merge into her outfit as one. But like this like black smile and the black eyes, like it was, yeah, it was a little much. Mm-hmm. All righty. So I think that is all the looks. Wow. It's crazy. Yep. I feel like I'm so used to, like, on this season, like, there being still, like, 13 queens. So, like, now that, like, people are actually going home, it's weird to me. I'm just like, oh, wow, that's pretty much it. Exactly. Okay, so based off of everything that you saw, who are your tops and who are your bottoms? My top was definitely Rosé. I knew that going into it, I was like, she's going to win. We all know. Yeah. Um, And then it would honestly be the same as, like, what the judges said. It was Denali and Got Mick. Um, I feel for me, the bottoms were, it's hard to say, because, like, I don't know. I feel like I would have probably put Utica on the bottom, because I didn't, like, love her runway, and she wasn't, like, the best. Um, right. Something that I also want to question is, like, when they judge, like, do they not also, like, consider, like, how they perform, like, when they were recording? And also, I mean, I know, like, the per- the the practicing component of the dancing I mean, that is actually the performance where they're judging, but, like, the singing itself, like, I'm just, like, I feel like some of these queens actually did a good job, and some of these queens did a really bad job during the recording part of it, so it's, like, shouldn't you guys judge that? Because technically, like, you're just auto-tuning their voices afterwards, right? So, all, all obviously, like, their voices are going to sound semi-good during the performance. See, that's the thing. I don't think that they should judge um, based on, like, the singing or necessarily like the dancing just because not all of these queens can sing and that's not a requirement for being a good drag queen to be a great singer i mean it's great if you are but i don't think being a talented singer or a talented dancer makes a good drag queen so i think it's mostly based on their stage presence and how they perform on stage yeah, I feel like, I don't know if, like, you feel this too, but I feel like the the more and more Drag Race progresses and um, gets, you know, there's more seasons, I feel like it really does. It's kind of starting to feel like it's a true pageant. And, I mean, we've known that it already kind of is, but it, it really is because, like, these queens are forced to do, like, anything and everything at this point. It's like, you have yeah. to be a good singer. You have to be able to sew. You have to be a dancer. You have to be able to do this. You have to be able to act. You have to be able to be a comedy queen. Like, it is a lot. Yeah, and I think Drag Race is um, starting to become not like a standard for what a good drag queen is because I don't think drag queens out in the world necessarily need to know how to sew. Like, if they have the money and they can pay for shit, like, go off. But I think Drag Race needs to be like a separate thing in itself. So it's like, if you want to be a Drag Race queen you have to know how to do these things but in order to just be a drag queen i don't think that's necessary yeah no i completely agree with you like even like all these girls like once the season ends like they're not gonna they're not going to sell their outfits they're gonna go back to like their teams of people you know exactly um yeah okay so for me i would say i I probably already mentioned this but i mean if i did you could just edit it out but the tops and the bottoms for me are um 
Yeah, okay, so I mentioned Utica. I won in the bottom. Um, Rosé, the top. Simone, I would put her as safe. I think I would rather have Tina Burner in the bottom mm-hmm. than Simone, because I don't know. I'm just, like, judging based off of, like, everything she's done in the past. And she's always been a great queen. And I feel like if a queen stumbles in one episode, like, that shouldn't... You know, I, I mean, it depends, you know? It's, like, how bad do they mess up? But she killed it on the runway, so... Yeah. See, when it comes to competition shows, I am always of the mind, like, every single week is different. And so if you're really good in one week, great. But if you're really bad in the next week, you deserve to be in the bottom. And I don't consider what they've done um, in the previous weeks. Yeah, that that's a valid point. I agree with you, I guess, because... So, yeah. But the, just the, the sad part about it is, though, is just that, like, someone could be doing so well, and then, like, they fumble upon, like, one day, and then they're mm-hmm. out. They're, like, kicked out, and it's just, like, shit. Like, yeah. this person had two wins, like, and you, they're now on the bottom, so. That's the nature of competition. Sad, sad feeling. Okay, so um, I'm just going to kind of talk a little bit about Untucked, just because there were okay. some good moments in <laughs> This is the untucked section of the podcast hosted by me. <laughs> and um, I mean, the only really thing that we saw is that it was a really sad moment in the workroom because Candy, Simone, and um, Tina Verner in the bottom. And so got Mick and Olivia Lux were like freaking out. They were just like, one of our sisters is going home. And I guess they've all had like, you know, they've all created such a big bond and it it was just it was really sad to watch. Like I honestly was so stressed out watching Untucked and before like the the decisions were made by the judges. Like I was so uh-huh. stressed. Out. My heart was palpitating. Cause I mean I wanted Tina Burner to obviously go home out of all those three. Um but I was so scared that Simone or Candy were gonna go home, you know? And it was just sad because it was like, you know, all three of them were talking and they were rehearsing their lip syncs together. And they were kind of just like, you guys, like, none of us, like, want to go home. And, like, we're all sisters. We all love each other. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> it, was a, it was a sad moment. You're, like, rolling your eyes. I, I was, I'm just attached to these characters now. These people. Okay, first of all, they're humans. They're not just characters. <laughs> okay, the, the, their drag personas are characters. Uh, and I'm attached to them. <laughs> okay, um... I mean, I'm happy for you that you're attached. Thank I'm you. I'm glad that you formed this bond with them. Thank you. We also see um, during Untucked that Rose and um, Denali kind of have a moment where they kind of, you know, apologize to each other because there was a little bit of tension in between them. You know, like they both talk about, you know, how they both killed it. Rose. Uh, you know, does apologize. She's just, like, sorry for, like, taking that role. But, like, you know, this is what I really, like, needed to do. And Denali was just, like, honestly, girl, like, it worked out perfectly. Like, you got your role. You did such a great job in it. Like, you know, you should have had it uh, from the beginning. And I'm just, I'm so glad that you're going to possibly win this episode because you most likely will. So it was cute. I liked, I liked the little Kiki. And I, I always love when we see like people becoming like really good friends on this uh, show. And like Rose was even saying in the confessionals, like, you know, like after this ends, like me and Denali are going to be like the bestest friends. And I was just like, oh, so cute. (laughs) Okay. I'm not watching the untucked. 
Alrighty. Um, okay, so we see the decisions. We go back to the main stage, um, and um, Rose is the winner. Mm-hmm. Denali and Gottmik are safe. Um, they were like more on the top side, obviously. And then Candy Muse, Tina Burner, and Simone are the bottoms. But then Tina Burner is safe. What did you think of that? I thought that was so stupid. Like, if all of them did poorly in their um, challenge, then you go to the runway to see who edges who out. And Tina Burner's runway was not better than Simone's or Candy's. So that was insane. I agree with you. I thought that Candy's runway was fantastic and then Simone's was amazing as usual. So it it didn't make sense to me either that she was safe. I had a feeling that they were going to put Tina Burner versus uh, Candy Muse because I thought that that would have also been very entertaining to watch. You know, we've also seen like now Candy Muse like having to like beef with, well, well, having to like lip sync first with someone she was fighting with, which was Tamisha and then now her best friend. So I feel like that would have been like a cool sort of moment but obviously mm-hmm. that didn't happen and we had to see these two lip sync who who did you think was better okay see i had read a spoiler um the night before yeah and so i knew the outcome and so uh, while i was watching the lip sync i was like okay and it was definitely a more understated lip sync compared to like some other ones that had the same outcome which mm-hmm. were more like theatrics and a, a lot of power in them. But honestly, I thought Candy Muse did better. Really? Mostly, mostly because I couldn't even see Simone. Like the camera just never panned to her. Okay, so here's how I felt about it. At the beginning, I I was obviously, like my again, my heart was palpitating. I was just like, shit, my baby Simone cannot go home. Um, and so at the beginning of the lip sync, I think that Candy started off really strong. Um, stronger than Simone. Simone was kind of just like standing there and I was really afraid. I was just like, shit. But then there was a point, like I wouldn't say like, it was closer like to the end of the lip sync where Simone got better and the things that she was doing were like better moves to the song. Like she was really like doing the the thing that she does best when she lip syncs where like she like takes little like beats and stuff and like does moves with them. So I thought that that was clever and that kind of made her perform better by the end. True. Um, Honestly, I feel like I just didn't get to see enough of Simone during this lip sync. I've said this before, but for these lip syncs, I feel like they should just put the camera down and give us a nice wide shot so we can see what all or both of the queens are doing instead of doing these individual pans from this queen to that queen. Like, ugh. I do agree with you. It's sometimes really hard because it's like... You want to see what the other person's doing, but obviously the exactly. camera's not there. I also, like, I, I just wish they do this one day where, like, they, like, I don't this could, this doesn't have to be in the episode, but I just love to see the other queens' reactions um, to the queens when they're performing. And so I wish there was, like, a camera, like a, like a back, like a safe queen camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would love to see that. Even if they just posted it on YouTube, like, I would just die to see it. Yeah, because sometimes we get to see it in, like, the background, and there have been some, like, really iconic faces. Yeah, or even just, like, they're dancing along to it and doing, like, what they would have, like, yeah. kind of, like, done if they were lip syncing, and I'm just, like, that's so entertaining. Like, I want to see what they would have done. Exactly. 
So we see that Simone is safe, but then boom, bam, Candy is brought back. Well, she, I I mean, she was never, she never went home, but yeah, she, uh, RuPaul says, no, 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 Candy, you're not going home. And yeah. I was just like, damn. Honestly, though, that moment where she was like, you know, sashay away and you know, Candy was walking down the runway and she was like, wait, no, you get to slay another day. I was like, excuse me, why didn't you do that for Tamisha or Lala Ri? That's how I knew the show was rigged because RuPaul was just like, I want to see more of you. And I'm like, more of you, like what? More of what? She didn't do well in any of these challenges. What do you want to see I, more of? Yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense that I feel like this season, they're really trying to keep Tina and Candy on the season for some odd... Actually, no, it's not for some odd reason. We know why. Candy is really entertaining, and she brings a lot of entertainment to the workroom and all that kind of stuff. And then with Tina Burner... If with Tina, I don't understand because she's not really entertaining in the workroom and she's not great on the main stage i feel like they're just trying to like wait until like tina or candy does like a fantastic phenomenal job and maybe they want them to end up in um the top four because they are like well-known queens um but it was just i don't know i i feel like tina and candy will need to go home eventually like i don't want them in my top four i know i wonder if um uh, Graham Norton, because he's a judge on the UK series, got a little little side hustle, side deal with RuPaul. It's just like, if you can keep my ex on um, the series, that'd be great. And I'll come back for like more judging. Hmm, that's an interesting theory. Oh my God, by the way, did you see that picture that they put up on the screen of Graham and Tina back in the day? I took a picture of it. It was so funny. I died. It was, I was like shocked. I was like, who are these people? Because I couldn't, like, when when we found out that they had dated in the past, in my head, I could never imagine them together. Right. Like, I was just like, what would they look like? But then I realized, like, it was, like, a long time ago, and they both were, like, much younger. Um, I will say Graham Norton looks better now than he did before. Oh, yeah. Um, Tina Burner, that that hair that Tina Burner had in, that, uh, <laughs> in those pictures, it was wild. Yeah. I was like, damn, Tina Burner yeah. was young once upon a time. Yeah, that hair was a, a choice. Tina Burner's face is just like one of those faces that like you just you can't imagine what they would have looked like younger because they just it just yeah. looks so old and they just you know what I mean? Right, I know. Yeah. Alrighty, so I mean I guess that's the episode. Um any final thoughts? Um I'm mad that Candy Muse stayed. I'm mad because that could have been Tamisha. That could have oh been the <laughs> have to get over it. <laughs> no, never. Um, also, I just want to say that it has been now what? Like, so we're on the eighth episode and only three queens have gone home. <laughs> oh, I oh, no, know. Four queens, four queens, sorry. Four queens have gone home. Um, That's crazy. That is, this season is going to end up being like what? Like, so long i mean i'm not complaining but like it's it's just wild yeah but i think it was like a little bit strategic because obviously they knew it was a pandemic and so they were like let's throw a double save in there once in a while you know to extend the season 
Yeah, I agree with you. They're probably kind of just like, you know what, like these queens, we had to do so much work to get these queens to even be here. Let's, you know, use them up as much as we possibly can. Let's milk them. Yeah, which I do appreciate. Also, by the way, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but next week they're actually releasing a special um, where they're going to talk about like basically like the stuff they did to prepare for this season because it's a pandemic. So I'm excited to watch that. Yes. Okay, so actually my final question for you is, um, based on this episode now, who are your top fours? Ooh, that is hard. Um, I don't know. I feel like Rosé definitely finally edged her way up. She finally showcased her talents. Yeah. So say her, Rosé, Simone, and Gottmik. And a fourth person? Uh, there needs to be a fourth person? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Who else would there be? I think Olivia. With everything that you said. So, Rosé, Olivia, Lex, Simone, and who was the last person again? Gottmik. Yeah, I think those are going to be the top four. Mm, okay, true. Yeah. I- I know for a fact, like Utica, it's she's gonna go home very soon. Um, yeah. Denali, I feel like she'll go home. Like I feel like Denali will be like make it to top five, and then she won't yeah. be included in the top four. You know, she has that vibe to her. Yeah. Um, I think Tina Burner will also go home. Um, and who else is there? I think that's oh Elliot with two T's. Yeah, Elliot needs to leave too. Elliot should just pack up and go home voluntarily. <laughs> I'm so rude. <laughs> I mean, I said what I said. You know, it honestly. That's how I feel. True. Tell them. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, this was a fun discussion, and thanks for listening, everyone. Just a heads up again: we have an Instagram page and a Twitter page. So, Instagram is at the Low Budget Bitches, and our Twitter is the low budget B and you can get my opinions before our podcast yes do it and I was checking our um, Apple podcast page and we don't have any reviews as of now so I strongly urge (laughs) our listeners to please leave a review or just give us five stars and just you know say we're the bomb.com and that's it (laughs) that's all you need to do Exactly. So we will see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.